Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. And before we get into this week's episode, of course, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Thanks to our new pizza sponsor and partner, Great and Road Tavern. Uh, if you attended our live show, so you got to try their pizza. And uh, maybe if you went and came to the unofficial hangout spot where uh, some of us got to hang out afterwards on some of those nights, we went to the Great and Road Tavern. Uh, they've thus far been a great partner, and we look forward to more of that. So if you are in the Northeast Ohio area, check them out. And uh, you, you probably remember them from the Queens of Hearts, uh, I guess, lottery Queen game. Of Hearts. I don't, I don't really know how to explain what it is. It's a card game, but it's like a lottery just, game. You just buy like a, I don't know, you buy a card, but the jackpot is up to $1,611,425. Wow. The next drawing is May 26th, 2021. That is 10 days, nine days from now. Nine days from now. And, um, yeah, you can go to a great and uh, and find out more information on how to maybe win a million bucks. Hey, that's not the only million dollar drawing on May 26th. Well, if there's the vaccine sweepstakes, of <laughs> course, as everyone, uh, has been talking about uh, Ohio for the last uh, few days. <laughs> So, I mean, multiple millions of dollars being given away on May the 26th, potentially. So head over to greatandroadtavern.com, get your, or get your vaccine, you know, take your pick. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, you know, thanks to everybody from Thrift Store Jobber to Pollyanna DIY uh, to Sean Jaundice or Voodoo Monkey Tattoo. And... Uh, I miss anything there. And then, of course, obviously, thanks to the merger between Smart Mark Video and IWTV, watching AIW has never been easier. If you sign up at independentwrestling.tv, don't forget, use the code ABSOLUTE. That way we get credit for you signing up. It's just 10 bucks a month, and you get to watch hundreds, if not thousands, of hours available to you of independent wrestling, including AIW's Go For Broke, which airs on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. on IWTV. And if you go to smartmarkvideo.com, you can purchase any DVD or MP4 ever released by AIW. So that's pretty sweet there. Yeah, we we definitely need some money coming in. Uh, circling back to Sean Jondas, Voodoo Monkey Tattoo. Shout out, a special shout out to him. Uh, he lost his dog earlier, later last week. Shout out to Scarlet, RIP. Hope you're doing okay, Sean. Yeah, yeah, dog. The pets are like family, man. It's 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 tough. It's rough. Uh, so we 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 roll into this week's episode. We'll talk about a hodgepodge of things, and uh, of course, AIW owner John Thorne is here. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And, you know, we mentioned uh, that passing, but I think the first thing we talk about that's fresh in everybody's minds, John, and you have some experience with this individual, uh, ECW legend, original New Jack, passed away uh, late last week. That's cra- I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. New Jack was one of those people who, at one point, you just assumed was just immortal, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I had, I had, I mean, we've, our, our 
New Jack interactions uh, certainly well documented, especially early on in the uh, in the podcast. You know, we, this when Biggins, uh, I think it's episode twelve. New Jack, New Jack attacked my pocket. Um, many, many, many uh, interactions with uh, with New Jack over the years. Probably, in you know, I tweeted it like. Anytime you're on that guy, it's like a lifetime of memory. Some good, some bad. You know, obviously everyone is really uh, praising New Jack for the performer he was. Uh, not the best guy to do business with sometimes. You know, uh, <laughs> I'll never. The last time that we had booked him, because he definitely pulled the old like Southern, uh, let's bring it back for a rematch next month thing on the fly. You know, and this is like just over, like just into the first year of AIW. And like, what are you going to do? Tell New Jack, like, no, like, you can't come back. Like, he's like, ah, when are you guys running the show again? And like, you know, we told him and whatever. And then he gets out on the mic and he's just like, whatever the date was, like, July the 26th, you want to see us do this again, <laughs> Cleveland? And like, <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. Uh, like, he definitely, like, uh, you know, kind of forced his hand and, uh, you know, got two bookings out of one, which, you know, that's just how those old timers used to do it, you know, just, uh, keeping the money, keeping the money coming in. But I'll never forget like the last time he came in, which was, you know, back in 2006, he, he only did the two, the two shows before we kind of got hip to, you know, we, like, it's for our it's for our probably personal safety to not continue to book this guy all the time uh but i'll never forget he was just like loading up his bag with aiw merch like it's just like what the fuck is he gonna do with a bunch of aiw trucker hats i don't know uh he took a, he took like he took like 10 of them and it's just like what what does he need uh all this stuff for i don't know but it's just like who's gonna you know uh, who's gonna tell him stop hey new jack stop you know, like we were a bunch of like 21, 22 year old kids, like deathly terrified of New Jack. Uh, and, you know, we go, like I said, like throughout this podcast, we go into great de- detail on New Jack. Um, Pedro and myself, and I think Eric Ryan was there. We all worked for New Jack in his short lived. Uh, promotion that he uh, started in the Cincinnati area, which was a insane experience to say the least. It was like in the worst neighborhood ever in like a building that was falling apart. Uh, and, you know, New Jack is just running around as the boss with, you know, various weapons in his hand every time you saw him, you know, whether it was like a machete or, you know, his like weird Freddy Krueger glove thing. Uh, just, you know, just a terrifying, terrifying individual, uh, but also a really funny individual. And, uh, you know, he was, he was climbing the charts as a person to potentially try to book again. Uh, I had talked to him, back in 2019 uh about Russell Rager uh because you know that was worldwide's big you know big guy he wanted New Jack to come to now that's class and uh we we were very close to to working out a deal um and then he ended up he double booked himself for that for the 2019 Russell Rager 
and we had uh, talked a few a few other times about maybe you know doing something uh and you know it's it's kind of crazy because he was you know we, we talked about the sabu thing um on the last podcast that we did uh he was like really high on that list of surprise people and uh you know he did the mania weekend thing for icw and i thought like you know he wasn't looking too good and you know a lot of people were like kind of uh you know like you know people were kind of like making fun of him on twitter a little bit for his performance in that match and i was like ah you know maybe we'll we'll circle back to new jack you know and let him kind of let people kind of get that out of their heads a little bit uh because you know natural born killers is always like a gigantic pop uh, and I don't know. It's, 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 it's crazy. Cause like, like I said, like there was never, you know, never at any time did I think like, Oh, you know, new Jack is not going to be around for when, you know, we can circle back to this idea. Uh, and you know, even not in AIW, you know, I've been around new Jack many times. Uh, you know, went to, when I went to dinner with him and Corey Graves and Biggins before that's how we like, I don't know if we, we probably talked about that on one of the podcasts, but you know, that's how we like secured the deal for him to appear in AIW for the first time in 2006. Anyway, he just was at Cleveland all pro wasn't even booked. He was just like there hanging out. Um, and, uh, you know, we took him to dinner and at this like shitty diner that doesn't exist anymore. And he, he ordered the fisherman's platter, I think probably cause it was the most expensive possible thing on the menu. And he knew that we were picking up the bill. <laughs> But, uh, you know, just, just stuff like that. And, I, you know, when I – like he was involved in the, the extreme reunion shows that I did uh, production work for back in the day. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been around New Jack like more times than I can probably remember. Um, and, you know, like I said, as much as there were good times, you know, there were like scary times. Like New Jack was a lot better to be around if like you weren't the promoter. I'll say that, you know, like it was a lot funner to be around New Jack when he wasn't like, you know, looking for his money or, you know, trying to trying to, you know, kind of scare you into booking them again. Uh, but, you know there were just uh, like it, it was always a mixed bag with new jack you know and like i know a lot of people are you know saying a lot of great things about him i'm not trying to say anything bad about him uh, i think that's probably what made him great is he was just a, a mixed bag at all times because he was a real person and uh yeah i mean just it's it's crazy that uh he he passed away i, I fuck man like i remember going to ecw house shows at uh, the Masonic Temple in downtown Cleveland, and like Wadsworth tweeted about this. Like, I'm like 14 years old, and like I'm trying to like throw the X up, you know what I mean? Because New Jack's coming to the ring, and like I tried to stand on. They had like movie theater type seats that like you know like uh, bend, you know like pull down or whatever, and pull back yeah. up. And like I tried to like stand on that and like put the X up. I'm like all pumped because New Jack's coming out and like my foot got stuck because like the seat like bent back up, you know, and my foot was like stuck and I'm trying to put the X up and uh, show my love for uh, for New Jack uh, for his like first ECW appearance in the Cleveland area. But yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it's crazy and it's it's really crazy to think about like pretty soon, like there's not going to be too many of these guys left, you know. Well, he's he was only fifty eight years old, which was uh, 
I don't know if both surprising and crazy to me. I mean, I, I, mean, thought, was, I thought he was, I honestly thought he was younger. To that's me, what I was know? thinking too. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but 58 isn't that old. It's certainly up there in terms of you talk about a guy who was just working matches. Like, uh, all right, I don't know if you should be working at 58. And he, he, well, that's the thing is like he would like, he would like vanish for like what felt like years at a time, come back, work a couple matches, vanish, you know, like, so that's the thing. It's like, I, I didn't know how old he was, but like, you know, when he just did this mini weekend thing, like, I don't think he had been like super active, you know, like I talked to him in 2019 and you know, that was, you know, that's already three years ago. You know, he, it wasn't like he was, he was actively, you know, working matches. I think he was doing more of like the occasional convention. Yeah. And he was, uh, you know, I, I never, I got to meet him in person, so I don't have any stories. It's just, uh, oh, boy, man, it was it, like I said, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes it was the yeah. greatest day of your life, and sometimes it was like just the worst, ter- most terrifying day of your life. And you you see a lot of of that as you look through people's stuff on social media. It's funny because you said you know he's great if you're just somebody who's hanging out there at the shows, but not if you're a promoter. And on the most people who are like. Oh, this is amazing New Jack stories, and it was so sweet and so great to me. It's like oh, these are all workers and people who were just on the show, yeah. so they didn't have to necessarily worry about paying. But he certainly was a guy where, you know, I wasn't like an avid ECW watcher, but back then, you know, when it popped on, like I everybody just loved knew who he was, everything. though. Yeah, and you you also knew that as crazy as ECW was, when Natural Born Killers hit and New Jack comes out, you're like, oh, this is going to pick up even more now. Like it just got, it somehow just got crazier. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. Like to me, like he was pretty much the epitome of ECW. Like, you know, that's how I discovered ECW. I discovered it like super late, probably in like 1997, I think. And, uh, you know, just flipping through the channels, like, you know, staying up late on the weekends and, uh, you know, parents are asleep and I'm watching TV and I, I came across sports channel and I'll, I'll never forget, you know, he's like coming to the ring with like a kitchen sink. And I'm like, what is what is this? You know, like, <laughs> and I had like not been paying too much attention to wrestling at that point. Like I took like a year and a half, two years off and like seeing that I was like, holy shit, you know? And like, it, I'll never, it was new Jack. He, and he comes out and he beats up the Dudleys on some episode of hardcore TV that was airing on sports channel. And, uh, you know, that's when I start talking to Wadsworth and I'm like, what is, what is ECW? Like, what is this? And, you know, it it totally brought me back into wrestling, you know, and essentially, you know, that's what leads to me, like, you know, becoming a promoter, essentially. Like if you really wanted to like, you know, go back to like a point in time that was like pivotal, pivotal is like, I had like given up on like WWF pretty much. And like, I was just like, not like, you know, almost like felt like I've had outgrown, like being a wrestling fan. And, you know, I, I wasn't paying too much attention to it anymore. And like seeing new Jack come out with a kitchen sink, like totally sucked me back in. And, you know, from that, from that moment on, you know, I, I'm just like, it, it goes from like that to like, I, you know, I go to Wadsworth's house when I'm like, you know, 13 or 14 and he's got like, you know, uh, nitro on and like Mr. Perfect is on or, and I don't know. It just pulled, it pulled me right back in, in like 1997. 
and I never I never looked back. Yeah, I mean he's uh, if nothing else, he's a, a storied man that uh, people will continue to have stories about for years and years to come. Uh, he's he's an ECW original, but he's just he's an original. There will there will not be another New Jack. Oh no, no, especially you know nowadays and like you know it's it's really crazy that like this dude like legit tried to kill multiple people in the act of being a pro wrestler and like everyone's just like yeah man new jack's the greatest like imagine if like a guy of in modern times did you know what i mean like i I guess it's modern times that he did it but like you know like a guy from this imagine like a guy from this era like just like stabbing somebody in the ring like i don't know if he would be a, a celebrated performer uh that's what's like so weird about like New Jack and just people from that you know previous generation of of wrestlers. It's just like I don't know. It's 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 crazy to think about. You know, like I mean, everyone's watched you know the the dark side of the ring or the different you know uh, just fucking you know documentaries and stories on on New Jack, and it's just it's it's crazy that like a he did those things, b he never went to prison, and like c like everyone's just like man, New Jack is a fucking god, you know? Yeah, it's it's just like uh, New Jack's gonna New Jack, and then it was left at that. You're like nobody, he just he just fucking tried to kill a guy. Eh, New Jack's gonna New Jack, like. Whoa. And like he was like he was really really climbing the charts of, you know, we'll probably get into this a little bit on this episode, but it's just like let's get you know, like let's get some like scary guys in the in the locker room again, you know, and like some of these some of these like students and like I don't know like they just think it's like a fucking like goof off time like uh, and you know it's just like not that long ago, you know, 15, 20 years ago, guys like new Jack and Tommy rich were like in every, in, you know, Tracy Smothers who wasn't that scary, but still was capable of being quite scary. Uh, you know, just these old, like grizzled, like men, you know, like it's just like, I don't know. Like I, I was just like, I really wanted to just, you know, I've had my share of, of new Jack in my lifetime, but then I started thinking like, you know, maybe it's time to like, inject some new Jack into the current AIW locker room and just like let guys know like, Hey, like stop fucking around so much. Like this is like what, what wrestlers used to be like. And it used to be like a really scary place. So, you know, like, let's just fucking like, I don't know, just kind of like a reality check or something like, cause nothing makes me mad is like when people are just like fucking fucking off in the locker room. I just wanted to just, just dabble a little bit of fear into them. Yeah. Well, like, you know, things needed to be improved upon in terms of conditions and situations in the world of pro wrestling. There still is, like, that level of thought where, like, okay, did this get too cushy? And it's like, you should still take this seriously because you're still trying to do this as a profession. And, uh, yeah, there's there's still some crazy shit. I don't New know. Jack, New mean, Jack would have made it a lot more it's probably, serious. It's, it's probably the totally wrong mindset, but, like... Uh, <laughs> It is it is the mindset that led to me booking Tommy Rich. I'll tell you that much. But you know we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you mentioned Dark Side of the Ring with New Jack. But let's talk about the most recent episode that aired uh, because people are going to want to hear us say it. Because well, a you were supposed to be in it, but it also 
was about a guy who's been a main player in AIW for years in, in Nick Gage. And you, you sat down and watched it finally, right? I did watch it. Uh, yeah, so I didn't watch it when it premiered because I did film for it, and I absolutely hate seeing myself in any capacity on video. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, like, hate watching myself do anything. And uh, so I did not watch it. And the I wanted to wait until the event if I did not make it in the episode before I watched it, which I did not make it in the episode. And I don't think, like, what I added, you know, compared to the story they presented really would have meshed well anyway. Uh, but I did film for it. I did, you know, I sat down and I did like, they talked to me for like two or two or three hours. Like it was pretty, uh, intense. And, um, yeah, I, I thought that, I thought that the episode turned out, turned out well. Like the, the thing is, is like the Nick Gage story though, like that could have easily been a two or three parter. Um, yeah. You know, it, it seems like it, it almost seemed rushed because they, you know, they just went like boom, boom, boom. And it was still a great episode. Don't get me wrong. But there's just like so much more to all of that that happened, uh, as well as his kind of like redemption story that I think was, was a little glossed over. And, uh, you know, there, there could have been a, a lot more depth put in there. But, you know, still still a great episode. Uh I'm I'm pretty happy that I didn't make it in the episode. I'm not gonna lie, like because I don't know. I just I like after the fact, like I was just like, you know, it's like cool when you're in the moment, you're doing it, but then it's just like, man, I don't like. You start thinking about like everything that you said and like how it could be taken out of context and uh, or you know just like just in general, like. And I was just like, I don't know. I was just like riddled with anxiety. Like, am I going to be on this? Or am I not going to be on this? Uh, and I'm, I, I'm happy that I, I did it, but also happy that I was not in the final uh, sort of, you know, render of whatever it was. Uh, but shout out to uh, David Bixenspan who like set that whole thing up for me. I don't know how he did it, but uh, he was the reason why they uh, reached out to me and uh, still got paid. So, you know, uh, much like uh, Johnny Drama, a little, little upset. My scenes got cut, but I still got the check. So, uh, you know, that's that's all you can really ask for, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you're right. There's so much more to that Nick Gage story, but this is, you know, this is how television works, right? It's, it's slated for an hour-long uh, time spot. So, you can only put so much. And while we love and uh, adore Nick Gage, uh, which is a, a weird phrase to say, I realize that. But, you know, independent wrestling fans do a larger, broader audience. It stands to reason still don't necessarily know who he is. So it's like, all right, is yes. there value in putting him on two episodes? There's a lot to balance with there. Right, and you know, I don't know. You know, AIW is certainly a a uh, a a good a good part of you know that at least beginning of the redemption uh, story. But you know, I don't know that we were also, uh, I guess, imperative to tell that story. You know what I mean? Like, I based on you know how the episode goes, like they really stick to you know a very kind of concise story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know that, you know, 
kind of spider webbing off to like where Nick, you know, got out of prison and he went to this place and this place and this place and this happened and this happened and this happened. Like, I don't know that, uh, you know, I, I don't know that it was necessary. It was necessary for the story to, to be told. Uh, I do like the, the only thing that I thought maybe would have added to it is like the fact that like when he did get out of prison, like he used to have to clear, I, I know at least for AIW, he would have to like, clear the dates with the parole officer and we would have to give them like it we'd have to give the dates like 30 days or something in advance at least and there was all these kind of different little things that he had to do when he got out the first time before he went back and stuff like that i thought maybe people would have thought was interesting that was kind of more of the more of the stuff that i was interviewed about but they kind of strayed away from that i i don't even know if i'm i don't even i signed so much paperwork i don't even know if i'm allowed to be saying this stuff to be honest i don't i didn't read it um but <laughs> Wait, uh we should shy away a little, but i mean some of it is just yeah. factual stuff as it pertains to aiw i mean they did the the story that they were telling was very kind of linear in a sense and you're right it made sense it, like don't spiderweb off of it because you've only got this yeah this short and I mean, window you know, of time I, I to get all this listen, in. And of course, they wanted to talk about David Arquette because that is going to bring in eyeballs, right? And you know, I, I love uh, I love Nick Gage. I, I I honestly wish him nothing but the like but success. I hope that you know Tony Khan or somebody watches that and says like this guy is is money and signs him to a contract and he makes a million dollars because I mean he definitely deserves he definitely deserves it and you know he is kind of you know he. In my opinion, like Nick Gage is kind of proof that uh, as broken as the the system is or whatever, you know, you want to say about, you know, how the, the, you know, legal system works and all that stuff. Like, I think he is a proof that it, it can work as well. You know, I mean, he definitely, you know, came out a, a, a better person than he went in. And, uh, you know, it. I definitely think that you know, that is the story. That is really the story of, of Nick Gage is coming out kind of on the other end and, you know, turning it into, you know, this success, uh, and continuing, you know, to ride it, you know, he, he definitely rehabilitated himself. And, uh, you know, I've, you know, we didn't get into the Nick Gage business until post prison. So, you know, mm -hmm. I've only, you know, I've, I was around him prior to, you know, going in, but, uh, you know, we never did business until afterwards. And, like, he's always been, you know, amazing to deal with. And, uh, you know, I, I, is is kind of, you know, the rough, tough exterior that is there. Like, he is, you know, deep down, you know, if you can break through it all, he's a really kind of good, uh, you know, man of his word type of guy. You know, like a real oh, yeah. kind of man's man of, you know, like – and he's a loyal guy and you know he he means the best but you know like he says in the dark side of the ring you know it, those a lot of those problems are hard to run from and uh you know he is you know he is definitely you know a guy that goes day to day you know trying to continue on but uh i think that he is uh you know deep down like one of the most genuine you know he's the, he's the most genuine people that i've ever you know dealt with yeah, he's. Um, I mean, he's he's great. I know, like, it's so weird because I know that we're breaking the wall down a little bit when we say, "Oh, he's this great guy." I mean, he really is, and he's so uh, kind and genuine to be around. 
in that locker room and uh, caring about what everybody else is doing. And when he's got a moment, hey, he'll watch matches and he'll talk to guys. And it means the world to a lot of people when he does that. And I think people forget that, you know, sure, Nick is this uh, really great deathmatch wrestler, but he, I mean, he could wrestle too. That's kind of the story with the whole Arquette thing is Nick thought they were just going to have a regular wrestling match. And it's Arquette who wanted to have a death match. Um, but, you know, to bring it back to AIW, and you're talking about getting into the business, there's, there are so many great AIW Nick Gage stories and things coming to, you know, Tim Donst makes his return, and uh, and and the person he wants to face is is Nick Gage. And that's a huge moment. You know, that becomes Absolution 10, right? And that's well, one of the big you know, storylines there. Well, that's not how it. So how it happened is Nick Tim Dons announces that he's you know he is returning to wrestling, and uh, Nick Gage ran in. You know he came out and kind of cut like a pretty vicious promo about yeah. how you know you know if cancer cancer didn't kill him, but he's gonna kill him, and like the just a very simple story, and like the crowd was just red hot, red red hot, and. Uh, I believe so. I think Gage does the Jaylet. He does Absolution Ten, and then he was supposed to wrestle Bob Holly, and he went back in. He was only out for a couple months. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing that is great about Nick Gage is, and I think maybe he appreciates it, maybe he doesn't. But we don't always put him in a death match. We put him in different situations to wrestle people, and uh, you know, also you know, we put him in there with younger guys like Wes Barkley and. You know uh, Josh Bishop, and you know he's been in there with Manders before, and we, we put him in with different people to kind of raise their raise their stock. And uh, you know he wrestled AJ Gray for the first time in AIW, like all these mm-hmm. different people. Uh, and I think that you know he really likes kind of being put in that uh, different environment for him, you know, and like uh, appreciates that, you know, we trust him to kind of help bring guys along and, you know, bring them up. And, uh, you know, he's, like I said, he is, he he is a a genuine guy. And I think he, uh, really appreciates kind of, you know, the different, uh, the, the different kind of, I guess, obstacles thrown at him, no, no matter what it is. And, uh, I really, Hope that uh, you know that guy. That that guy signs a contract one day and uh, you know becomes a millionaire because you know, like Moxley says in the thing, like he has the intangible of mm-hmm. connecting with a crowd that so many people cannot figure out how to do. And uh, yeah, I I really do. I, I really hope you know. It, even if that means that we can never book him again, I don't care. You know, because uh, he deserve he he deserves uh, you know to uh to to make money and 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 be a success yeah it's similar along i mean different but similar to kind of how we all rooted for uh eddie to get signed by someone right like very very similar nick is that next guy similar stories but different stories at the same time you know like just you know long time kind of journeyman type of wrestlers um but you know much different in you know the outside of the ring things, you know what I mean? But yeah. very similar, very, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, like troubled souls in, in a lot of ways, both of those guys. Uh, but really, you know, really just men of their word and, 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 and genuine guys all, all at the same time. It's, uh, 
you know, and uh, I was I, I did try to get Nick to the comeback shows, and you know there was uh, there was a lot going on with you know his ability to travel at the time uh, for those shows, and you know he had uh, GCW that Saturday. Uh, so we weren't able to work anything out for the for those two shows, but you know the hope is is as you know we we come up with more dates and you know we kind of start working our schedule out that uh, Nick Gage will be able to return to AIW um, sooner rather than later is the hope. But you know obviously as we only have one you know one date really uh, as of right now there there's nothing kind of set in stone. <laughs> Although he did lay a challenge out for that show, I don't know if he saw that. I saw, well, that was it was a cameo that was requested by Justin Justin Summers. But. Justin Summers uh, said Justin Summers, an AIW Patreon subscriber, so he's in the AIW Discord. He made mention in the Discord that uh, he did not ask him to say anything about a match, and that was that was all Nick Gage, which I believe. If, if you go back to multiple times where we've had Nick Gage cut promos and he gets excited and then he takes it a step further, like when uh, a couple of years ago to Absolution, he was just supposed to have a normal wrestling match and suddenly he turned it into a death match via promo. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, as of now, Nick Gage is not booked for the 18th, but I'll, I'll text him when we're, you know, and I'll, I'll see what the situation is. Because, you know, like, I know, you know, like... Uh, He's the GCW champion. They have they have a show in the middle of like fucking nowhere the next day. Yeah. Uh, so you know I don't know. Like I'm not really I've not really booked any people that may cross over onto that show until they you know they tell me like they're on it or they're not on it sort of thing because you know I don't fucking I can't imagine that Wyoming wherever the fuck is uh, a direct flight from anywhere in the world. So no disrespect to anybody listening out in Wyoming. But, uh, you know, it just is, it just is what it is. So, you know, and, and I'm still easing back into things, you know, like we're only doing a hundred tickets, you know, so it's not like, let's load up the fucking, right. uh, you know, talent roster. Cause we're, we're going to draw on any more tickets. You know what I mean? Like when Nick Gage returns to AIW, that will probably be a big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think maybe the AIW fans got a little too comfortable, you know, with him just being on the roster, you know what I mean? And the expectation was he was always going to be there. Um, so, you know, I would like, you know, when, when he returns to AIW for it to be a, a big deal and, um, you know, hopefully it's when, you know, things can, things can open up a little more, which, Technically, they you know they can in June, but we're still gonna kind of ease ease into things. Yeah, we'll be we'll be smart about it. We'll be safe about it. And uh, uh, let me let me end with this AIW Nick Gage factoid. Uh, he's been the absolute champ, has not been the intense champion. But when he does return, uh, PME maybe should be on notice because did you know John Thorne that Nick Gage is part of an undefeated tag team at AIW? Him and Tim, Tom Lawler. That's right. <laughs> the, the random pairing of Tom Lawler and Nick Gage undefeated uh, as a tag team in, in murder, multiple mur- matches. Murder, murder, death, filth gang. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but let's, you know, before 
we get off into something else or we've already gotten off into like so we much have. Like this is we're definitely not going to get to cover the fucking is this something uh, you might be interested in show like, we're, we're not like almost yeah. 40 minutes in we're not going to be able to but i want to at least cover one aspect of that show which you talked about earlier and said that we would get to so we might as well just get to it uh, that's tommy rich coming into aiw what what oh, a boy. what a blast <laughs> A real gem. He's a real fucking gem. That's that's what that's what I'll say. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't know why I had this idea. Like I just like kept like. In, I, I'm not saying any disrespect to, to Tommy Rich, but like it was like totally a thing that was just I thought was funny in my head for some reason. I don't know why. And I had, uh, I found his like Facebook and he's just like cutting promos about like going to fish restaurants and stuff. And like, don't like plug in like just local restaurants. And, uh, I'm just like, I don't know. Uh, and like, it goes back to like, we need like somebody like this guy to just pop into the locker room and just like, you know, just like scared, like the the Arthur MacArthur's of the world, like straight into the, you know, like wow, this is what wrestling is really like, you know, because like everyone, like I said, everyone just like has fun, and it's like, you know, like haha, we're all having a good time, okay, like see everybody later, and I was just like, when I was coming up in wrestling, and, and you know, Josh Prohibition uh, has mentioned this before, like they were just like a bunch of just scary like men in the locker room just like drinking and like telling stories and being crazy and uh i want to just dabble dabble a little bit of that back into the aw locker room uh just to, just a little bit and um you know i i reached out to tommy rich you know on facebook and then i asked guido and fonzie for his number I sent him some text messages, nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, he, f I think he has a like Facebook page as well. I send that a message, and uh, I think that that's what responded to me. And then um, he asked to call me, and he called me, and, you know, we, we work out a deal for a singles match and you know he wants to do a tag but i say you know let's just, i want to i want to do him in mance and uh i just think that that would be the perfect matchup and so you know we work out a deal it's going to be a brawl whatever uh my thought is is like you know tommy rich you know mance can make him look good you know tommy rich you know does one table or door spot and people are going to go crazy uh so you know, anyway, um, we worked the deal out, so it's like whatever. And uh, on Thursday, you know, the whole Sabu thing has happened, and uh, my phone rings, and it's, I, and I'm gonna tell this story, and I by no means mean for it to to bury Tommy Rich at all. Uh, <laughs> I just want to preface it with that. But uh, my phone rings, and it's just like. Now, I haven't been around him for a couple of weeks, but when I was like coming out of that weekend, my Tommy Rich impression was pretty good because yeah, I talked to him a lot. Everybody kind of had their own <laughs> accent. Yeah, go ahead. And just like, uh, hey, John, Tommy Rich, Tommy Wildfire Rich. I say, hey, Tommy, 
what's going on? I'm just touching base, make sure everything's good for tomorrow. I said, yeah. You know, what am I doing? I said, well, you know, um, I'm going to have you work with this guy, Mance Warner. You worked with him before. You guys, you know, do a little brawl, whatever. And then, uh, you know, he's. I'm going to have him go over, and then, you know, we'll do the meet and greet with him. And then there's like what feels like an eternity of silence. It's probably 30 <laughs> seconds of nothing. And then, uh, uh, but it felt like forever. And he goes, oh, I know I do no job. Uh, I don't do jobs. I don't do that. I didn't know I was doing no job. Uh, I don't do jobs. And uh, John, I don't think I'm going to be starting tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> Uh, well, he's like, yeah, I didn't know I was doing no job. I start tomorrow. And like, I thought it was just like such a killer line. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't do jobs and I'm certainly not starting tomorrow. <laughs> like uh, Tommy Rich has definitely lost many times in his career. But, uh, the fact that he said it that way, I was just like, uh, like what what do you say to that like it was just such a killer line i was like okay you know i was just like okay tommy we'll figure it out he's just like are you sure uh you know i don't want there to be no problem and uh you know i want to make sure you know, you know before i get on the plane and uh i was just like yeah tommy you know we'll figure it out we'll do like a schmaz or something and then i get off the phone and he texts me and it's like a written contract almost like you know, I want to make sure that I'm getting this um, for this much. I'm not losing blah, 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 blah. And uh, I'm just like, whatever, you know, like this is the this is tomorrow. I'm worrying about today. Sabu is not Sabu is not coming. I'm trying to f- figure that whole thing out. Uh, but anyway, it, like Hornswoggle ends up going to the ER anyway, you know, like, yeah. And he is supposed to wrestle. He's supposed to wrestle uh, the next night. And, you know, we had like this whole six man tag kind of built around him set up. And, you know, he's he's out. Uh, So I literally woke up Friday morning and I just rebooked the whole show. Like the whole like I I just rebooked everything and moved all these different things around. And uh, that's how I came up with the six man tag. And, you know, uh, that way you know, Tommy was able to, you know, he didn't have to lose and, uh, it actually worked out better anyway, you know, like in red, like now, like looking back, it, it was a much better salute. Like it was a much better match and presentation, uh, and spot for Tommy rich than if him and Mance would have did a singles match anyway. Uh, but like, I just thought it was like, it was like so funny. It's just like, Hey, I'll do no jobs. I start tomorrow. And uh, I was just like, okay, like, what the fuck are we getting into? You know, like, and it was kind of like my own, you know, kind of like a taste of my own medicine. Like, I wanted to put this scary old timer back into the locker room and he's doing (laughs) scary old timer stuff to me. You know what I mean? Like, but then he ends up like super nice in the locker room. So, like, he got there and, you know, we we talk and, uh, you know, hey, you know, I just want to make sure everything's cool. You know, we cool. We cool. And I said, Tommy, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm changing everything up. It's fine. Well, you know, he, he gets a little like, you know, like not cold feet about it, but like, you know, 
I, you know, I just want to make sure, you know, like, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't mean to, you know, uh, you know, cause you any, you know, problems and, you know, all this other stuff. And, um, oh, and I will say that phone call on Thursday, though, and he said, and will I have a problem getting my money before I wrestle? Uh, so he wanted to make sure he was paid probably in case we tried to screw him or anything. Well, you know, what I was going to say too, is I, having met him and spent some time with him now that day at first, my first thought is like, all right, is he just fucking with you? But he's probably not. And, and the fact that like, he has never been to AIW. There's a feeling out process. Yeah. He's probably been screwed by a, a zillion times in his career. Exactly. You know, and, uh, I get that, but, uh, you know, it, 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 and it is what it is. And, you know, sometimes if it's somebody else, like I, I say, Hey, don't just don't even fucking come. And, you know, maybe if, maybe if Sabu would have showed up and I wasn't in such like a, you know, just kind of like fixer mode, maybe I would have told Tommy rich to fuck off and not get on the plane, but <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't. I'll, I'll say that much because, yeah. I mean, he is, he turned out to like, you know, he was a fucking such a blast to be around, like a real gem. And, uh, so everything, you know, every, all the big surprises for Friday show up. So I am in a much better mood than I was on Thursday. And, uh, I grab, I grab a drink, you know, like before the show even starts because I'm just like, okay, like it's, you know, we're sold out. Everyone's here. It's cruise control. You know what I mean? Like, what else can we, what else can go wrong? And, uh, I walk into the locker room and the documentary crew was there again for, for these shows, like very small, a much smaller crew, but they're there filming stuff. And Tommy Rich is given an interview <laughs> to the documentary. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh man, like he's just fucking falling right into to, to everything AIW and he's drinking, but he sees me and he thinks like maybe he's in trouble. You know what I mean? And he puts the beer down like real quick. Like he tries to be like real slick about it and put the beer down, like thinking like I'm going to be pissed because, uh, you know, he's not jobbing and now he's drinking before he performs because, you know, things are a little, you know, things are much different these days, probably, especially for guys like him than they used to be to where, you know, they probably got drunk before they wrestled for fucking 30 straight years. But now, you know, you do that in the wrong place and it's, you know, it's fucking, you know, like a, like a murder charge. You know what I mean? You're, you're called yeah. out on the carpet. And, uh, so he like puts the fucking beer down, you know, and, uh, but I have a drink in my hand and I, I go, cheers, Tommy. I'm looking forward to everything tonight. And I cheers his drink. And I think at that point, like we kind of have like a moment of like respect, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, from, you know, he goes back to talking to the documentary and I, I leave him be and then uh I start kind of going like he comes up to me and he goes hey John heard you are you really running in on our match tonight and I said what I heard you're running in he goes are we are you running in on me and I said no I said no I said I said Tommy as long as you get the fucking blade out I'll get the blade out we'll do fucking do some double color and he's oh shit, you're gonna get some color? You're gonna get some color in there wildfire tonight? And I said, Whatever you want, sir. I said, I'm 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 ready to do whatever you want to do, wildfire. He's like, Oh shit, promoter gonna get some color tonight, guys. And uh, you know, he's just laughing and like hugging me and uh having a great time. And then <laughs> 
he, he uh, uh, like now by this time, the the beer count is like the empty beer bottles next to him is at least a 12 pack. And there's, like, a, there's a it, picture. Yeah. I think, I think it was like 15. We're sitting in that picture, which they weren't all his necessarily, but whatever. But that's ma- like match one is on, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's not like we're, we're, we're through the show. And, uh, you know, I come back through and he's getting ready and, uh, you know, he's in the bathroom, the bathroom doors out and he's like, Hey John, he says something to me. And I say, like, I'm having a conversation with me. He was, like, looking in the mirror in the bathroom or whatever. He was fixing his hair. And he says something. He just, like, whips his dick out and just, like, starts pissing mid-conversation while, like, whatever we were talking about. And I was just like, okay. Like, he's just fucking, he's just pissing right now. And I'm like, okay. All right. Like, I try not to laugh because it's just, like, he has no, like, it's, like, the old man in the locker room. You know, like, like the gym, like, the gym locker room. Like, walking around naked. Like, he has. Has no fucking qualms about just like whipping his dick out and just pissing mid conversation, and it wasn't like his back was turned to me or anything. Like it was like, just like <laughs> dead on. Like okay, all right, John, we're gonna do good for you tonight, and he's just like starts pissing. So I'm like, all right, uh, and then you know he uh, he goes out and he has you know they do the match and it's a lot of fun and you know he's just like. What was great and which was really kind of the intention is, is he is just like holding court in the locker room and like, mm-hmm. um, you know, everyone is showing him respect and, you know, he's just telling old stories and, you know, like uh, there were guys like Mance Warner and Eddie Kingston who are probably a little bit more historically knowledgeable than some of like the, the younger AIW students. Yeah. So like everyone is like bringing stuff up to him and asking him questions and uh you know he's having like he's having a really good time and uh you know all this other stuff happened but like you know we'll fast forward to the after party where you know i'm just like buying him drinks and everyone's buying him drinks and he's kind of like set up next to me and he like pays me like what i feel is the greatest compliment that aw's ever received and he goes hey john this is how wrestling used to be he goes I ain't felt like this since I've been in ECW, and that's no bullshit. Like, all the boys, we're out, we're having fun, we're drinking beers, we're talking about the business. Everyone in your locker room was so respectful to me. And uh, I was just like, man, that's the that's the greatest compliment, you know, I've, I've ever received because, you know, this guy's been everywhere. And, like, I think he felt good to be around a bunch of young guys and girls, you know what I mean? And, like... You know, yeah. we're at the bar, we're drinking, we're laughing, we're having fun. Everyone is, you know, uh, aware of him and aware, aware of his history. And, you know, he told me, he's like, sometimes I go in locker rooms and, like, nobody even knows who the fuck I am. Nobody talks to me. You know, the only person that knows who I am there is the promoter. And, uh, you know, that's it. And I go, I, I go home. He's like, you know, you. everyone was so respectful to me. And, uh, you know, he was just like... <laughs> He was just like, like in all of his glory, like just having a great, you know, a great night. And, uh, you know, we sat and, you know, he was JT Lightning's favorite wrestler and JT brought him in countless times. So we like, you know, we sat at the bar and, you know, he told, you know, we told JT Lightning stories and, uh, you know, ECW stories and, uh, you know, all like all this stuff. And now we'll go to like kind of. Some of the crazier stories at the after party, which I heard secondhand, was he was just walking up to guy. He was just walking up to fans that were in the bar, and he'd go, "Hey, 
you look like you got some mushrooms. You got any <laughs> mushrooms? And like, no, he's like, fuck, I'm trying to trip. I'm trying to, you know, anybody's got some mushrooms. I'm trying to get some psychedelics. And, uh, you know, just like, listen, I'm not trying to put Tommy Rich's business out on, uh, out, out there, but I think, you know, <laughs> everyone is aware of, you know, Tommy Rich at this point. Uh, but, you know, just stuff like that to where he's just like, and he's laughing and telling great stories and, um, you know, it, allegedly, allegedly he has to fan that. I'll say that allegedly. But, uh, you know, I heard it from a pretty reliable source. But well, uh, he, he also, uh, he, you know, it was brought up that a, a certain talent wanted uh, some weed, didn't have any. And somebody else like, oh, yeah, I can grab some. I can go home between uh, shows and get you some uh, for the after party or whatever. And Tommy Rich is sitting there when this conversation happens. Oh, you got weed? You bring some for me? Make sure I have some weed, too. He's <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And uh, leaving and throughout the show, Tommy kept hounding this dude about it. Dude's about to go out for his match. And Tommy Rich catches him. It's like, hey man, you get that weed yet? And he's like, no, no, not yet, Tommy. He's like, he's like, oh, we all right. Were you gonna have it soon? Do you think? And he's like, I'm about to go out to the ring right now, Tommy. <laughs> Give me a minute. And then he walks in the after party. They're like, dude, you gotta go this way. You gotta go with this door because you can't walk by Tommy if you don't have that weed out here yet. Give it to him. And it's this whole thing. Tommy just wants to smoke. And I mean, he was. He was just he, living. He was just having he, like the night of his life. It felt like fits and, into AIW so perfectly. And I, you know, I'll say this for people who are like, oh, I, you know, I really liked the eight man that it ended up being. But people are like that. Matt, that moment with him and Manser was so special. I do kind of wish it was just him and Manser. Uh, just a reminder: Tommy Rich will be sixty-five years old in July. So, like, it, you know, I don't know that you have gotten the singles match you thought you were going to get, but this was still a lot of fun. Uh, doing it this way and he was just man he was so fun to just be around and I think that because you know last episode we we talked about uh, the list of people that we had to read off which of course included Tracy uh, Smothers and you know this is kind of like a nice little tribute to with our our time with Tracy that like one of our first matches back and here we have uh, Tommy Rich you know member of the the FBI uh, and, with us and you know like well you know in it, it was a great experience so now that opens up the door to do guido and tommy rich and and mm-hmm. do fbi tags and things like that uh but you know like it was really like this is just what aw is all about it's not about having the best match you know or you know the the greatest technical you know ex you know exhibitions or the greatest high flyers it's about like these weird moments you know Mm -hmm. and uh you know just it was fun and uh you know and it's not only fun for the people that watched it you know obviously tommy rich is not the nwa champion caliber uh, you know in the ring anymore you know it's just he's he's older uh but it was still fun and it's still a memorable thing and everyone i think really enjoyed it and, you know, for us, you know, like for to get us all back into the the mode, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, before, you know, like that's just what we do is, you know, we would, have, you know, if it's not like a, a show with a Tracy talking shop or, uh, you know, like a, a little Guido in town or, you know, some like, 
you know, and if you, if you go back, you know, we hit like just towards the, you know, our end run before the pandemic, you know, you got like Scott Hall and Two Cold Scorpio and, um, you know, Kevin Nash and uh, I think Ted DiBiase and all, you know what I mean? Like all these legends, like back to back to back to where we can sit and talk and, you know, like get these kind of moments for us in the back of the curtain. But, you know, it also provides great moments for the people in the crowd as well but like for me like sitting at a bar for hours with tommy rich and you know like it and he was like he was so like like nick sanka and his girlfriend are there and he's joking with them like he knows that they don't know who fucking tommy rich is you know what i mean they don't know anything about (laughs) tommy rich or they just know aiw and wwe you know but like you know he's having it as fun a time with them as he is talking to Mance or talking to Duke, you know what I mean? Or, or Eddie Kingston. And, um, you know, he was just like such a great guy to be around. And, you know, and that's why I wanted to preface that story about how he's like, I, I ain't do no jobs. Like I wanted to preface that, like that it, it's, it was in no way to bury him. Cause I, I do understand where he was coming from. And I think, you know, now that he was around us and, you know, if we bring him back again, you know, like he would be a, a a lot easier to kind of work things out like that if we needed to work it out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in, in every single person that was there has a Tommy Rich story. And, and that's kind of what I was going for with, you know, having like this old time veteran type of presence in the locker room is and not necessarily like scary. Like that's just kind of like a, a vague term to you know, describe some of these, you know, old time guys, but it's just like a unique experience, you know, for, for everybody that was in the locker room, everybody has a Tommy Rich story now that was, that was on that show because he, he talked and he struck up conversation with everybody and he was ribbing everybody in the locker room and, you know, like just, just having a, having a great time. And I think, you know, it was just a great kind of, it was a gr- it was a great experience for him, much like it was for us. It was very much like a exchange of of business, so to speak. In the fact that, like, as much as we needed it, I think that he definitely needed it. You know, needed a night like that as well, because you know, this is a guy. And I'm not saying AIW is the highest of highs, but you know, this guy is a you know, he was a big time big time player. You know, in the '80s and. You know, uh, he 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 kind of started to uh, descend a little bit into the '90s and and beyond. But you know, for him to kind of have a night like that where he is, you know, kind of in in the limelight and everyone is is paying him respect again, uh, I think uh, was something that he 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 really he really enjoyed as well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what's funny about him him being at the top when, when he was and everything, but. Uh, so when I go ask him, I go, Tommy, you know, what do you, what do you want me to say when I, when I introduce you and bring you out? Oh, you know, uh, Atlanta, Georgia and, uh, Tom, Tommy Wildfire Rich and, and that's, that's it. Nothing. You don't want anything else. No accolades or anything. No, no, I'm good. And he's, well, you know, I was NWA world's champion. I guess you could say, you should probably say that. That's, I guess that's a kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, I don't know, like. You know, and obviously not everyone in the crowd even knew who the fuck he was, you know, and like the people that did, did. And like, yeah. I think they really appreciated that. And I think that is that stuff 
is what makes AIW so unique. Like, we're not the only place that books legends. I'm not saying any of that. But, like, the, the way that we try to use them and try to kind of make it mean more than an autograph signing when when we do come across those guys that will wrestle um you know for the people that get it they really really get it and uh you know the people that don't you know there's a whole bunch of people that are going wow who is tommy rich and are looking them up you know what i mean like uh it's kind of the same for me like i knew tommy rich from ecw i didn't know anything about him you know in the nwa in the 80s you know i, I knew nothing when I was a teenager other than he was the big Don, but, uh, I don't know. It would just, it just felt like, okay, like we are back, you know, like sure. there was a, there were multiple moments throughout the weekend where it felt like that, but like Tommy rich, just like in, it, we could sit here and I won't even remember all of the interactions that I had with Tommy Rich in yeah. that few short hours because they they were plentiful and he was just laughing and you know hugging and is just cracking up you know about everything and telling great stories and uh, you know I listen like I'm not saying everyone should book Tommy Rich. Uh, you're not going to get the, you're not, whatever, you know, of Tommy rich, you're not going to get that. But what I will say is you should book Tommy rich because he was great to be around. Uh, he w was definitely a fucking, just a blast in the locker room. And, uh, you know, he really like was a gigantic kind of morale booster. I think, you know, for everyone, uh, just because he was so happy to be there and like so happy that every people knew who he was still. And, you know, because that is hard for guys like that, that were, you know, at the top and, you know, have kind of, you know, faded a little bit. And you know, I'm sure that's a hard thing to deal with. And I think, you know, it, he was just so happy that people were, were paying him proper respect, you know, and uh, he was like I said, he was just the gem, you know, from the. <laughs> whipping his dick out to like not wanting a job <laughs> to asking for mushrooms to like uh you know and, and this guy i'm not shitting you like he put down at least a 12 pack before he wrestled he continued to drink after he wrestled and at one point i bought i bought him eight beers and he drank every fucking single one of them <laughs> so like i don't like and he at no point seemed under the influence of anything yeah uh, <laughs> At all, and he's legendary. That's it was like so true. It, it was le like he. It was like I'm, I'm telling you, like he drank minimum of forty beers, and like I felt like Tommy Rich could drive me home. You know, like it was just that kind of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I think anybody, you know, if you could, if you're looking for a weird autograph signing, bring in Tommy Rich. Uh, you know. And just, just, just fucking buckle in and, and go along for the ride because, you know, it's it's gonna be a memorable day in your life. I'll say that. And I I, I totally plan on bringing Tommy Rich back. Uh, you know, whether it's when we go to Akron again or you know, Tommy Rich is definitely going to be, you know, that that semi regular. Uh, you know, every, you know, every couple of years or you know, you know, like a couple times a year, a guy like we do with Guido or something because. It's just, you know, it's just fun. And uh, maybe that's selfish of me uh, that, you know, we're going to purposely put out not the greatest match, but like it doesn't like it's fun. And it's it's so much 
I, I, I don't know. Like it creates so much more kind of than a good match in my opinion. Like, and I think fans, the, any fans that did the meet and greet or were at the after party, you know, cause it wasn't an official after party. Only a few people were kind of hanging around the great road tavern. Like, but those people that were, I think they all fucking appreciated being around Tommy Rich uh, and have far more to remember than, than a good match. Yeah, Tommy, I mean, Tommy Rich was great. At one point, you were at the bar, and uh, he said the same thing to me about this is what wrestling used to be like. But I remember at one point he was just he was just kind of chilling by himself at a table. And I, I looked at... I don't remember who I was standing with. Some of the younger guys. I was like, "Hey, you know, why the hell is Tommy Rich sitting by himself?" And I went over there and started talking to him and and made sure he wasn't just being left alone. Tommy, you having a good time? And, oh yeah, yeah. I was just talking to somebody and and uh, he asked me if I want to go over to the bar and grab some more drinks. He's like, "I'm just, I have no come back here. I just want to sit down." Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just taking it all in. This is this is how wrestling used to be. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to sit here and just kind of watch everybody have fun and interact and man this is cool this is how it was and sitting there like all right cool like he just he just wanted to literally sit back and just watch it was it was a neat unique moment where like uh, being a part on the office side of AIW you could sit here and and you see an older veteran like that be able to want to sit back and have this feeling like all right wrestling's in good hands like if it felt like that well that's and and i don't want to i don't want to say that but i feel like that's what he thought like wrestle the wrestling business is still the wrestling business and wrestling's gonna be okay like yeah because he really was kind of in that like he was almost like a fan looking on at the after party and Mm -hmm. like he did like take those moments and like i think he felt like okay like the business that i was in still exists in some pockets of the world because you know he's not a dummy he knows that the world and society and everything has kind of changed quite a bit from his time um and you know the aw after party is by no means the wildest fucking place on earth you know but i think he just i think he just liked you know that all the boys were in the bar talking the business having a good time drinking beers and you know like i think he just liked that that was a thing that still happened and you know to it it was a it you know, it was the highest compliment, you know, I've probably ever received from any, you know, any legend type guy that, you know, he said, you know, this is what wrestling used to be like. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, what what more what more could you ask for? And then, you know, I'm sure Tommy Rich, after he said that, he went into the bargain and said, hey, who's got, a, who's got some weed? <laughs> and uh, started shaking some fans down, I'm sure. Like, I'm, I'm sure of it. And, uh you know, he just, uh, he's, he's a fucking gem. You know, I, I can't, I, I cannot stress enough. Like just, if you have any means to book Tommy Rich, just do it just for the fucking story. It's worth it. And I, I assure you it is, it is not that, I mean, it's not that expensive. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, you know, he's, he's by no means the most expensive legend that you can book. He's not the cheapest, but, uh, it is definitely worth your time. I'll say that. 
Oh, that's I mean that's that's a great place to to end this. We're not gonna get to the rest of that show, folks. We'll we'll talk about it at some point, I promise. But you know, uh, there were things hey, worth hey, discussing. Hey, I'll here. do no job. I'll do no job. I start tomorrow. I I do think I will say this. You bring Tommy Rich back, it's probably worthwhile. And maybe it's a scenario where we have to have like Mance or somebody sit down with us. But there should probably be a Tommy Rich involved podcast. Oh yeah, and you know I think as things open up and as the schedule, you know, I, uh, I just I I'm not gonna lie, I just got like one of those gigantic calendars, so I can start trying to kind of map out dates, you know. But like as things open up and we have more opportunities to do shows. You know, uh, Tommy Rich is definitely going to be a guy that it's like, hey, Tommy, why don't you come in a day early sort of thing, you know. Uh, and, you know, we do have I will say we do have some irons in the fire for things happening over the summer. Uh, nothing, you know, obviously nothing is set. Uh, but, you know, Ohio has lifted as announced that they will lift all capacity issues June 2nd. Uh, we are still going to abide by them for june 18th you know we'll open up some tickets to people on the waiting list uh not gonna get crazy uh and you know we'll see where things go i still think that we're gonna do some limited capacity stuff for a while until things like really trend down and you know kind of the you know everything seems to be headed in the right direction but we do have some irons in the fires for uh, maybe some some outdoor shows or some you know like festival type deals uh, have been kind of in negotiations with us a little bit because uh, everyone is looking for entertainment and special things now because it's gonna it's gonna go from zero to like a hundred coming up now with different you know everyone trying to kind of catch up and make money for you know everything they that was lost out on during covid so we're definitely, uh, you know, open for business, so to speak, and trying to set more things up and, you know, also set up, you know, more dates at the Odeon and, you know, figure out a time to go back to the Tadmore Shrine. And, uh, you know, we're kind of working on possibly so, like a smaller series of shows that happen at the Winchester. And, you know, we got a lot of things, we got a lot of things, you know, rolling around, but, you know, nothing has been like a, a for sure thing just yet. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, so keep glued to AIW social media. Uh, Crying out loud, join join the email list. That's uh, that's a big thing there. Uh, spend a few bucks on Patreon if you have it. All of those things are ways to keep up to date. So go to AIWrestling.com if you want to join the email list. Follow us at AIWrestling on all social media. And uh, patreon.com slash AI wrestling. It's all there. So, I mean, if you want to stay up to date on what we've got going, when shows are happening, because it's all going to come out quick, like John said, those are the places to do it. And other than that, hey, we'll um, maybe we'll try to fill you in on more of <laughs> what happened with our latest AIW show uh, next week when we talk. For AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you uh, next time right here on The Card is Going to Change. Wildfire.